Welcome, friends and family, to the Local Axe Only podcast. We are here with Serge Gomez, a.k.a. Pierce the Beach. Hello. How you doing, my friend? Good. Nice to uh, nice to be with you. I love the Thanks hat, for coming, by man. the way. Thank you. This is... Uh... Ooh, nice dark side of the moon. Dark side of the yeah. moon. I saw it. I was like, I gotta buy it. Uh, <laughs> can't not buy some some nice dark side uh, apparel. So Damn, s- words. <laughs> so, so the first thing I immediately wanted to ask about was, uh, you you have a cool name the, for the for this little project, Pierce the Beach. Where did that Where did that come from? How'd you come up with that? Yeah, this it's a very very long story. So, um, back in the old Xbox days, you know, I. Used to play a bunch, and then I kind of came up with like a new name because you know you can always change your name. Like they use some crazy ass like stupid name, so I changed it. I was like, I was gonna call it Pierce the Bitch, you know, <laughs> but I was like, it's not gonna go through. So I was just like, let me just slightly change the word "bitch" to "beach." Uh, so that was where it first came from. I didn't give it any thought, and then a couple years later, it's like 2017. It's like 2017, right? And I'm. I'm hanging out with this guy. His name is Kyle Morris. He actually works, uh, doesn't work, but he like uh, plays for the band Latchkey Kids, plays drums, and we just met out of like randomness. So, you know, it's summer 2017, we're hanging out. And we came up with this like really, really cool idea to just like, let's go to the beach and just like sleep on the beach, right? So he had brought like a shit ton of like weed and I, I was experimenting with like acid at the time. So, you know, it's like fucking 12 yes. o'clock. <laughs> everyone's like leaving the beach. It's like already nighttime, but everyone's leaving the beach. We're like going into the beach. And, um, you know, he starts smoking a lot of weed and he just like turns into my eyes like the Zen master. And I'm just popping like acid tablets. And like I'm there just tripping out. And in my head, I was just like, oh my God, pierce the beach. So, like, it comes from, like, an Xbox thing, but I'm going to say this, like, tripping on the beach is Pierce the Beach. This mm-hmm. is what Pierce the Beach is. Yeah, I uh, saw, dig it. I did a little bit of a dig on the Instagram, and I saw, what, what was it, Pierce the Night was a project, too? So, that was the original, it was like, so the original name was Pierce. I just love the the name Pierce, you know, it has, like, some power to it, at least for me. Um, so, the original... EP the first EP was called the night EP or yeah so from there um oh, so it was just Pierce and then the yeah night it was just EP. Pierce gotcha. so I was doing my research as well and I wanted to change it to um just have a Pierce I looked up online before I started you know just making sure that I'm not gonna have any issues with anyone anyone's name and there was some guy out there named Pierce and I was like I'd rather just take the Pierce of Beach name it's been there for such a long time and just run with it so I ended up just uh scrapping pierce going with pierce the beach and just kind of like forgetting about the night yeah i feel that so it's not like something that you really put out there much anymore like tell people to listen to no it was it's on soundcloud um not that there's anything wrong with soundcloud but it was on soundcloud i put it up didn't put much thought to it and that was kind of my introduction to like Okay, here's my music, but like not really but much of a splash, you know. Yeah, no, I feel you. Just a first foot in the door. Kinda. Exactly. It was just yeah. a collection of songs that I had worked with a friend of mine. Um and if you listen to it, I'll, I'll be honest, it's it's very rough. You know, it's it's very rough. I mean, there's Night makes an appearance again 
on the beach and that's just because i felt like there was a lot more in night that i can pull out so that's the only song that i took from the the beach or from the night ep mm-hmm. i thought that song it's there's the song's called night right yeah, yeah with um paul machado Paul machado yeah is that who you were originally doing with or so that um, you were doing the night with so we have like a in I go to CCM and there is this thing that we do uh, called practicum. It's basically like uh, if you're in the music recording program, you you like record three songs like of a of like an artist. And my friend at the time, uh, or he's still my friend, but uh, Louis Prez, who is part of um, Progress Avenue, a fucking killer band, they just released a single. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was his turn to kind of do his practicum. So he asked me, he's like, hey, you want to like record tunes? I'm like, sure, let's do, let's do it. So I just grabbed these like three songs that were kind of half made and said, let's run with it. And then from there, we, uh, Paul was there. So I said, hey, can I borrow your vocals? Because at the time, like, I'm not a vocalist, you know. So he ended up going in, listened, looking at the lyrics and just kind of like adding so much passion to it. And that's kind of where Paul came into it. So I hit him up again. I'm like, hey, I'm going to re-release the song. Uh, you mind if I, like, you know, use it again? He's like, yeah, dude, go for it. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely, like, an ep, like, it's crazy, like, epic song. You know, like, oh, it, dude, it feels, yeah. it feels like it could be, like, a, like, big staple focal point in, like, a musical or, like, something like that. Yeah. Did you ever think about doing anything like that? Because that's kind or of what theatrical. the project seems oh, like. Dude, yeah. Um, so that one is like a very very monologue very introspective and i think it's like a prelude to what pierce the beach is and the pierce the beach record because the tunes on this on the uh, beach and the tunes that are, i'm working on currently they're very uh introspective and i and i love the fact that they're very introspective um but to go back to the question yes i want to do something theatrical huge and like fucking grand you know yeah no i could definitely see like a big like broadway kind of thing like with that kind the song of sound has behind stature it. um are, do you have any uh, experience with theater in any way or like no experience with theater i'm just a huge like music theory nerd so like you uh, know just sitting down and writing the um not much orchestration there but just sitting down and working out like the the theoretical parts and i just love that and you know i just love a nice like punch in the face when it comes to music mm-hmm. nice yeah. Do you, no experience with it. Do you, uh, like, do you always go or, you know, tackle the process of writing with a theoretical mindset or do you just kind of like let it come out and then with your editing or revision phase, do you get theoretical? Uh, I think at first there was, uh, I definitely edit, like thought about writing music with like a theoretical mindset. And I think it was such a, a roadblock because, you're like, oh my God, can this chord go to that chord? Can, can I do this? Like, can I do that? Um, and it shouldn't be like that. You shouldn't yeah. be like shackled down by like the knowledge that you have of like making something sound different. So um, after that, after chilling and Pierce and the beach, what I started to do was I kind of just sat back a little bit and just said, look, I need to just write and not worry about the theoretical part because I know it, you know, I can, I can, theorize things from like the back of my head now so i shouldn't put so much emphasis on it you know Mm -hmm. i think i should just write and whatever comes out comes out and um you know the one of the songs on my next record very um 
It's very classical, very jazzy, Ooh. and very experimental. But I didn't think about it in that way. You know, this was like my step of being like, let me just be uh, creative, but without using the music theory. So I completely kind of like, I have it in the back of my head, music theory, but I put it aside and right. just said, I'm just going to write to write. Mm -hmm. You just kind of use it as a tool. I don't know who yeah. said it to me, but like, it was one of my buddies or something, but it's like, for someone who just learns music theory or even if you've known it for a while or something, actually applying it to writing gets tricky at first because then you're like, all right, I have this knowledge now. I should be, you know, better at writing. So then you start, but you run into the issue that you start writing with your head rather than your ears. Exactly. And then mm -hmm. like, so you kind of get like what you just said, mm -hmm. that you mental You way too block, in your head yeah. about like chords and stuff. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it shouldn't be like that, you know. That's definitely some like advice that I've gotten a lot was like don't think about it too much, just do what feels good, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. You know, definitely a good way to approach. I music. always thought about theory as like if I'm jamming or I'm playing something, and I hit something that sounds like dog shit, uh. then I can use theory to be like, why does that sound like shit? Exactly. And then like let me not do that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or Rather sometimes it sounds like, weird, but you're like, why does this sound weird? Mm -hmm. And then you use your music theory to figure out why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always loved you using music theory more as just more of like a study tool. Like I, I'm more analytical with mm -hmm. theory, like listening to a song and you hear something wild. And you're like, Oh, how is he doing? I'm like, let me try to count that out or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Rather than actually like using it in writing. That's fun so stuff. You said you went to CCM. Oh uh, yeah. What, what's that? I'm so not it's familiar. a County College of Morris. Mm -hmm. It's a program up in uh, Morris County and, uh, Pretty much almost wrapping up with it so oh yeah what, great experience and I what were you going for like music music uh recording okay so uh i learned so much from like the teachers there and the students as well you know just um a gem honestly like everyone there just teaches you and gets you to a level where you're like okay i can go out and do my thing and that's it you know mm -hmm. so i love that school is that like a music focused school or is there a lot of other there's uh there's definitely like uh, other there's a lot of other degrees there um our music program is just like filled with like the best uh you know teachers that we have or professors and instructors that we have mm -hmm. and i definitely just like going into the music program i learned so much and i play like a lot better than i than i did because when i first picked up the guitar i was like shit like i was looking through some old videos and it was like the time was off it was like 92 and i was like fuck yeah man this is the best thing mm -hmm. ever and i'm just like geez man <laughs> what's wrong with you <laughs> yeah, right. you know that it's interesting have we had a have we had a guest on yet who went to college because we've, we've talked about the concept of college on the podcast before but have we had a guest who went to college for music yet nick 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 smith nicodemus yes 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 um but you were blind so you were yes okay so that. so i this is actually interesting i want to talk about that um how what was your like music knowledge at or like mentally when you were first going into zero music? absolutely nothing nothing bro the only thing i i knew was like a couple chords on my guitar and that was pretty much it like i had no experience with music like I didn't pick up my music or I didn't pick up my guitar really until like uh, junior year of high school. And that was when I was kind of just messing around, you know? So I, like I'm telling you, I entered in like um, the school, like knowing zero about music. And I left like with a world of knowledge about music. 
Did yeah. did you was there like a weird uh, I don't know maybe a self conscious kind of thing or like nerves building up because like me for I've always thought I've thought about going to music school yeah. and everything but and like with the experience and knowledge that I already have like just thinking about going to music school scares the hell out of me because in high school I was surrounded by people who were like light years ahead of me and I'm like these people are just juniors in high school I cannot if I go into college for music I'm just going to be surrounded by these type of people who are yeah. probably even better so that's just like was terrifying did you like kind of have that or was there a uh, definitely yeah. um but i feel like once you get into like college and stuff like that you're definitely getting like a mix of people who are just starting out and then you know there's there's one friend that i knew uh her family played music like i'm pretty sure they had like a, a circle where they just kind of went around and just like jammed on their instruments and that's fucking awesome. Mm. But she's like light years ahead and she's doing her thing and she performs. She has a successful band. Um, but there's always going to be people that just come in because they want to like take the chance to like pursue their dreams. Um, but you definitely get like a mix of people where like these person has like a super ex like expensive studio and their dad works for like a, you know, they're like a tour musician or something like that, you know. Um, but you, I definitely did get nervous. You know, mm. I definitely did feel like, oh, my God, I can't even stand up like next to these people especially if they're like hey man you want to jam i'm like yeah dude maybe <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> if i'm good enough today, we'll hang out tomorrow. soon <laughs> three years later i'm sorry i can't <laughs> well, what would you say i was napping what's sorry. like the one thing that you know, like you would say your biggest takeaway from music school is um i guess like something that i guess maybe subconsciously or even you know in your forethought that like helps you as a musician every day or um, anything that stands out i think I think, uh, like, the ear training was probably something that I just took with me. Really? Because, like, you know, sometimes you just need to hear with your ears. You need to, like, make music with your ears rather than just kind of, like, you know, theorizing everything. Because your ears are your best tool. You know, something sounds a little bit off. Now I can, like, hear the frequencies kind of, like, rubbing against each other. I'm like, that sounds flat or that sounds sharp. So that's kind of my biggest takeaway from like music theory, just wow. kind of like tuning my ears to like music, you know. That's that's crazy. That's like anybody listening is probably gonna laugh at me as a musician, but like I have, I'm terrible at that. Like yeah. for real. Like, I mean, I can obviously listen to something and be like, yeah, I don't know if I like the way that sounds or anything like that. But I I don't have like that type of like yeah. ear training, you know, type of thing. That's nuts. It's yeah, dude. But um, now it's gotten to the point where like. You know, I'll get like stupid high and everything, and I'll just be like, 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 uh, and like, <laughs> I just start hearing music in my head, and like, you know, you just kind of want to write it down. I'm just like, damn, this is some good shit. <laughs> but that's kind of the takeaway from like music school. And you said you went for recording, music recording, boy? yeah. So what? What's your doll of choice? Like, what did they te did they teach you on Pro Tools? They definitely stuff? teach you on Pro Tools. They first teach you on like this Alesis board, which is like this massive like. Uh, analog board mm -hmm. and then from there they switch over to um like pro tools but because of the whole covid thing now they're just teaching everyone on pro tools right um but my doff choice is uh logic just because it's cheap i don't have to pay like 20 dollars mm -hmm. every month mm -hmm. you know but other than that like uh logic definitely works for me i've i used pro tools for recording the latchkey kids and it sounded phenomenal but um I've been messing around with like logic for most of my time and it works for me. I'm happy with it.
What's your opinion of Pro Tools, just out of curiosity? Pro Tools? Um, you, what is my opinion about it? I'm going to call out any uh, avid employees on the podcast. <laughs> I think it's definitely great for like pro audio and like mixing. Um, there's some setbacks with like logic where like uh, you don't get like independent like auxiliary fader. So it's like if I have like two channels going into um, a reverb and I want the guitar reverb to go to the left, but I want the vocal reverb that's in the same aux reverb to go to the right. I can't do that in Pro. I can't do that in Logic, but in Pro Tools, it's like I can do whatever the fuck I want, mm. which I love that. But you need a lot of plugins. You need to just buy, buy, buy plugins. And with like Pro, with like Logic, you get like built-in plugins that are pretty good. Yeah. So that's my opinion about it. I think it's it's definitely good for like a pro mixer, but for someone that like maybe starting out, you can definitely use it, but I would prefer just using Logic. I only ask because I have a couple of like audio engineer buddies who, and like they all have like weird mixed opinions about Pro Tools. But yeah, what's the opinions? It, there are some people who are like, dude, Pro Tools is amazing, it's the best. And then there are people who just straight up hate it like really much. But so there's a big learning curve with Pro Tools. Yeah. I will say there's like, um, when I was recording Lashley Kids, I was recording on Pro Tools and I was there for like a good two weeks just kind of like relearning Pro Tools because I learned it and then I didn't mess with it for like another like year and then I had to go in and just like record them and I'm just like looking at it like I'm looking at something for the first time. But after like two <laughs> weeks, I was like, good. I was like, all right, cool. Let's just do this. I'm done. Perfect. <laughs> Who was that that you recorded? You said? Uh, Latchkey, Latchkey Kids. Latchkey They're from... Kids? They're from uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Mm. How'd you get hooked up with them? Uh, Kyle, Kyle Morris. From, he's the drummer, and uh, we we uh, we had a great experience on the beach. Ooh. Oh, the oh yeah, right. Gotcha. Um, so back a little bit to going to school for music. Mm -hmm. Was there a struggle with like getting family and like parents on board with that, or were they like really cool with it off the rip? Um. When I first told my dad, I sorry, good. When I first told my dad, I was switching from um, business right to music. Classic. Yeah, I was I was terrified. I was just like, "Fuck, he's gonna be like, why, man? Why you can make so much money?" And then he's he was just like, "I don't care, man. Do whatever you want." I think so. Then from there, I kind of just uh, went with it. Everyone else kind of just were like. Um, are you going to make me famous now? Like, don't forget about the little guys. I'm like, definitely not going to happen, but I appreciate the support. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, right? Who we knows? Make it happen. It's interesting because you said you, you just, you started like toying around with the guitar a little seriously in your junior year of high school. So I picked it up in my, like, I picked it up more seriously my junior year of high school, but I didn't get really serious until probably after high school. So this is like 20... That's 2015. So I'm think I'm I'm off. 2015 was when I 2015 was when I graduated. 20 2013 was when I picked it up. But I was just still kind of like fiddling around with it. I had a bunch of friends who you know we all decided to just kind of pick up the guitar at the same time, and you know we were kind of just messing around, and you know everyone just kind of slowly just stopped you know dropping it. Mm -hmm. But it kind of just hung there, and I also put it away for a little bit. And then once I made this like realization, I just want to make music. Like I, this is the only thing I really care about. I'm just gonna learn music. Mm -hmm. So that was 2015. All right, because the 
gap of time between like junior of high school and then college like did you did you go straight to college after straight high school? to college yeah but yeah that's like pretty like short amount of time because uh, like in your senior year you like probably made the decision to like go to college for music yeah so actually so i i started um college 2015 summer 2015 and then um i, w- I did like a semester or two of like of like business and then the second semester was when I just started like music recording and like there was no prerequisites or anything. So I could have just gone in and been like a, you know, a music degree major and there would have been no problems with it. Um, and then I think like two semesters passed. So now it's like two years from when that happened. And um, like you're once you get into like music theory, they make you like. Uh, start setting up for private lessons so you learn like your instrument a little bit more and that's probably right there like so now we're thinking about like 2017 was when i started taking music and guitar like a little bit more serious Hmm. Mm. um i saw you also play drums correct Oh. oh yeah, I was just about to ask. Do you play any other instruments? Yeah, um, got a little follow up with that too. Yeah, yeah. So that's a funny story. Um, I was working at McDonald's um, back in 2015. Like I was like a manager, so I was always working there. And um, you know, I would just I didn't give a fuck. I would just get high and do whatever the fuck I want. There was this kid who came in through the drive-through and he reeked of weed. I'm just like park up front. I'm gonna give you your food and a little extra. And he gave me some bud. So. Um, you know, we kind of kept contact and in my mentality at the time, I wanted to play all the instruments. Uh, so real quick, I just play, I play guitar, um, bass, I can, you know, get away with and drums. Uh, I played like super hard for a year and like learned the most. Now I can just keep a beat and just like a basic four on the four. That's it. Mm. But, um, back to the story. Uh, so I kind of just started messing around with the music and like the drums and this guy he was he was on his own band and they were looking for a drummer he noticed one of my videos on snapchat had like me playing drums and then he's just like hey man want to play drums on my band or he was like hey man you want to join a band i'm like yeah sure quiet giants yeah quiet giants yeah but um he didn't specify what instrument i was playing until the very end and he's just like oh but you'll be playing drums i'm just like oh shit (laughs) all right i guess so (laughs) now i have to learn drums (laughs) yeah exactly um so the first practice that we had was, my personal opinion was terrible because like I was fucking offbeat. No one had like I get I'm not gonna say no one had learned this art, but I personally felt like it was just a train wreck. Mm. But um, that entire year we were just practicing, practicing, practicing until I was able to like hold it down for like a little bit. Um, so we ended up releasing like two records, and that's that's kind of where it is right now. And um, yeah. That's are you weird. are you still a band or it's it's very vague but very vague. i'd rather just kind of like yeah i don't know man i don't mess around with, i mean i do mess around with drums but not really anymore yeah and it would be like <clears throat> starting back from the beginning square one so I was yeah just like, trying to relearn i see i see more of a of potential with my music over here on pierce the beach stuff mm-hmm. so i'm just going with that like full focus hell yeah yeah mm-hmm. so with that with pierce the beach if live shows come back anytime soon, yeah, would you be doing that with a band or how would you get away with that? You think uh, I still have to figure that out because, um, I think f- there was three directions I was thinking about doing that. First direction was kind of doing a singer songwriter, 
uh version of it so like acoustic kind of stuff yeah acoustic kind of stuff which is um probably my my least favorite choice <laughs> just because if you listen to like the music like you there's some big moments in yeah there. you'd right. lose a lot I yeah like. you're uh, exactly but i mean it would lot. also be very intimate and like mm-hmm. powerful right. especially there's like, pros and cons to that yeah one, yeah, yeah exactly so that was that was the pros and cons with just like doing a acoustic um version of pierce the beach um the second option that i had and i was we were performing at the scarlet pub with the name of the band's called dash they reach they changed it up i forgot what it is now but they what they did was it was like a bassist and a guitarist and everything else was like a backing track Mm -hmm. so you know they kept that energy but um what what they lacked was um i guess the the fluidity of it you know because then they had everything time so you know they can talk for like this much and then they got to go into the next song you mm-hmm. know they just hit play and then they're going mm. so that's the like that would kind of bring up pierce the beach to like a a level of like not losing the energy but like now yes. i have now i'm on a schedule on like mm-hmm. what i have to like do yeah and then the last one of course is like get a band um so i don't know right now i think i'm just gonna stick with uh i definitely want the last choice to be the choice because I'm telling you right now, if I do live shows, it's going to be fucking wild. Yeah. It's going to be insane. I could see you going crazy. Um, you ever think about like being like doing like a one man band thing and like looping everything like on the spot. Oh, like Tash Sultana. Yeah. I've tried it, but every time I like, every time I try recording something, it's like, I'm off by like a hair. So then everything starts Everything's being off. fucked. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm just like, okay, dun, 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 dun. Then I, then it, I stop it and it's just like a tad bit off. And oh my God, it's, it's like, I, that's something I need to practice. Yeah. To do that. I, oh, that's something that like, you need to put in a lot of time to be oh, able dude, to yeah. do. Like I, I got a, I got a looper pedal and I, I just like returned it because I was like, wow, this is really fucking hard and I want to focus on other things. Yeah. It's definitely cool to like, loop ideas over and then just kind of fuck around until you find mm-hmm. something that like sticks but um i'm not good enough to honestly i'm not good enough but like right now i think i don't consider that an option of like looping it mm-hmm. i'd rather just go for like the full band yeah. or like a intimate version of pierce the beach mm-hmm. full band would be sick yeah full yeah. band would definitely be dope i much Do you... prefer jamming with other musicians exactly yeah do you um it just it just left the Thanks. idea. <laughs> I always uh, I always considered Thanks, uh, no problem, dude. I always considered looper pedals or looping pedals to be um, more of a good writing or like practice tool. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah, it's like I got a chord progression in mind, but I I can't think of a melody, so you just like loop the progression. And you just kind exactly of you'll like eventually you just yeah. fill around with something. Mm-hmm. I've definitely heard a lot. Yeah, that it's like a really good thing to play with other people, and so a looper pedal lets you play with yourself yeah <laughs> also like there's no pg-13 like, everyone one of one of the on. beauties of like doing live shows is that like you can fuck up but like no one will notice because yeah. you got you got like like three other people not fucking like, up <laughs> being able to like be able to uh, like i always love that feeling where if someone messes up but then like we all kind of you know uh gather it up or like yeah. get it together and make it seem like it's, it, it wasn't tracks, i mean man. that's what you literally just did we're like a little band right here. Oh, when yeah. I when I forget my fucking words and then you oh, pick yeah, it back exactly. up. Oh yeah, exactly. I didn't even see? know there was a fuck up. What happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, something. Something. I've like always that. definitely thought about like Pierce the Beach, like band wise, as being this like 
I love dynamics. I think I think dynamics is so important with any band because you definitely want people like kind of like leaning in to like hear the guitar melody or whatever melody is going on and then just kind of backing up or just be like, oh, you know, when something hits hard. Um, and if you like listen to like the structure of Pierce of Beach, there's uh, a lot of improv, not improvisation, but there's like the spirit of improvisation there. And I would definitely love to just kind of like take that and then just be like, all right, basses, do your thing. Or if there's a piano player, do your thing and just, yeah. So pushing them more to put their own spin on it exactly, rather than just yeah. do what is there. That's really cool. I mm-hmm. like that a yeah. lot. You probably but, get some really cool stuff out of that. Yeah. Like. No, yeah, definitely. If you listen to the structures of it, like, um, I was listen- I was talking to Kyle while we were recording and I was just like, dude, you guys have fucking awesome music. Like, how do you do it? He's just like, dude, it's like stupid simple. Like, if you look at it, all the songs are like the same. I'm like, oh my God, are they really? He's like, yeah, acoustic guitar, verse, like melody, chorus, and then we're out. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, and I was just like shocked. I was like, head blew up. And I was like, geez. And then like, once I started analyzing my music, I'm just like, oh my God, there's like a formula here that like rock, I don't know, rocks, but like it's, it's, it works. It works. Right. It was yeah, like I'll tell you intro. That verse chorus jam and then we're out you know so um with live shows if i eventually find myself a band or get a bunch of musicians that would be like fuck yeah man let's do it definitely a lot of improvisation dynamics and wildness do you do you have like a lot any people in mind that you would want to do that with like friends that you would want to have to be a part of that i've i definitely have some friends in mind and uh i've definitely hit them up with that but I I just personally think I'm just, you know, they have their own bands. I don't want to yeah. like, you'd be like, hey man, can you just like perform with me? I was just like, if they're willing to like help out, I'm totally down. But if it's like, if it becomes too much of like a hassle for them, yeah. then, it, then it's not cool. Like yeah. I personally don't like that, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel like comfortable asking them. No, yeah, I definitely yeah. feel that. I feel that. Mm. There's some people who are like totally fine with being in multiple projects at yeah, once yeah. and like. Then there are some people who, like, you can't. It all depends on, like, yeah. what they're doing. There's there's definitely a band that, you know, they're, like, a well-oiled machine, and, you know, they have their, like, circle, and it's it's killer. And, you know, that same person was just like, yeah, dude, like, we'll definitely help. But I'm just like, all right, man, like, you guys are doing, like, fantastic shit. Like, I'll let you guys do your thing. And I appreciate the gesture, though, but mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely feel that. Do you, like, I saw on your Instagram you jamming with, like, a couple other people, like, in the past. Like, do you jam with a lot of people? Or, like, um, do you mostly just write by yourself and play with your... Play with I mean, I'll... I'll, I'll I keep saying it, the time, man. <laughs> the best way to uh, get the juices flowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> definitely a mix of both. I think right now, just, there's a... It's not... We're not able to do that. But, yeah. um... Part of me still is a little bit afraid to jam with other people because, like, everyone else is, like, fucking spectacular. But, you know, I, I jam here and there with some people, but um, it's always about the chemistry. You know, I'll definitely jam, but if I'm I'm thinking about, like, let's make a band, let's fucking tear music apart and do shit with it, you know. But if people just want to jam to jam, I'm, I'm cool with it, but I'm focused more on, like, releasing music, like, something crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like actually materializing it. Yeah, exactly. Did did was there any type of like practice or uh, things that they taught you in school for like improv jams and stuff like that, or is it just the general stuff they taught you? Kind of still just kind of applies. Um, when I went to CCM, we were just mostly, at least in the guitar area, we were learning like classical guitar. 
So we were learning how to like read sheet music, how to mm. play like classical tunes and improving our techniques. Uh, improvisational wise, um, not much, not much. I mean, I, yeah, not much. Mm. I think if you wanted to learn to do that, you either like tell your instructor like, hey, can you like teach me how to like improvise or you just kind of like found someone else out. That's fair. So, um, out of here, if like, if you were in a group of people who like wanted to jam, what would your first like, what would be your go-to like genre-wise or is it just kind of like mm. whatever you feel like are you can do some like chuggy, like funky jam jam band kind of riffs or are you going to, Oh man, probably, would you probably do, I guess I'm assuming but it probably all depends on like how you're feeling in that situation. Yeah. Definitely, but. Um, I definitely like the idea of being genreless mm-hmm. or at least like kind of if in the gray area. A, in the gray area of genres. Yeah. yeah. Um so let's take like a day to remember. Like they have a nice. genre, obviously, mm-hmm. but you'll hear like a really like soft, like acoustic tune, and then you'll hear something heavy as hell and then right. something kind of like poppy. I definitely like that they can they can do all that. Right. And it definitely from there it's hard, so it tends to like uh cater to like any person and that's personally what I like. So with Pierce the Beach and what I want from it, um, definitely that. Just kind of like do whatever the hell comes out and what sticks. And now from there is just kind of like rearranging it in an album or an EP and seeing how it fits. Make sure it's not so daunting. Like you have like a super slow song and then something chuggy comes out yeah. of nowhere. I'd be fucking terrified. <laughs> be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you kind of like gradually this? want to get them in there. Right. Yeah. Um. So I saw everything or almost everything is written by you on correct but poor old man under like written yeah on the credits it says um bethany hoff bethany yeah. hoff i love the fact that you guys researched this too i like that's an insane <laughs> fucking love it um yes so bethany actually she what happened so we come prepared yeah yeah you guys are prepared man that's awesome <laughs> um bethany she actually played on poor old man and she wrote the lyrics to poor old man so I kind of gave her like I think two lines of the verse and then she kind of just ran with it and did her own spin on it just because I'm not much of like a lyricist I can you know write but like it's not going to be like the best thing or I mean it is what it is but I don't look at myself as like being like a master lyricist so you know she definitely wanted to assist and she went in wrote the lyrics um we looked over a couple times you know, and I was just like, I'm happy with everything that she did. And then we went in, we recorded, and that was that was it. She did a, a killer tune. And aside, like, I think Chillin' is, like, really popular from everyone that I see, like, on the uh, analytics and everything. But I think personally, Pierce the Beach and, like, the future of it, you can hear in Poor Old Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I could definitely see that. Like I I really I think that and um that and the night song to me were the ones that like stood out the most kind yeah. of and were like very unique and I I almost like to say to you I think <clears throat> a a cool project or challenge for you would be to, to like do like a music video of like the whole EP kind of yeah because I feel like th- that could be there could be so much 
in oh, that dude. you yeah. know like that that like, would like be like a insane minute like short film yeah or something like that oh dude yeah like, that, yeah that can encompasses the whole eat little ep That's yeah dude dope. honestly like i didn't even think about that i'm thinking about like the next like record and like yeah um actually kind of crazy before i came here i like bought a vhs player just because Ooh, nice yeah dude um real quick so yes i definitely want to like I should have done that, man. That's awesome. That's, that's such Sometimes a, I have good ideas. Go. I mean, a lot of people do that. I mean, not a lot of people, but there are people, musicians and stuff that do that. But it's just like, you don't see it too often. And when you do see it, it's hard to do it right or do it well. And exactly. Like that. You listen to rap, but oh, I'm sorry, wait, you were saying something before. I yes. Uh, so real quick, um, should have done that. Uh, yeah, before I came here, I, I bought myself like a, a VHS player because I'm my head right now is is on like releasing the next EP in like as fast as I possibly can not fast but like get it out get out there right. and start working on the next one um but <clears throat> I wanted to do a music video where one of the tunes is called baby pictures and um we were just we were moving some stuff around in my living room and we stumbled across like old VHS play, like tapes and I'm just like, oh my God, like if I grabbed these tapes and like found like some awesome video, like home movies, yeah. and I just put it behind like the music of baby pictures, that'd be awesome. So mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of the next music video. Heard it here first, guys. Here's an, here's an idea for that, right? If yeah. you could hunt down a VHS recorder. Oh my God. And then like record with the same quality like that, yeah. the, that the old ones are in. Dude, yeah, honestly, I went on the marketplace. So first I went to, um, where'd I go? Probably Craigslist or something like that, but I didn't have any luck. And then I went to like the the Facebook marketplace and I like found something like right away. So I might just have to do that. And I was surprised this woman had like a, a VHS player, dude. And like, if you look online, like people are selling VHS players Hell expensive. Oh, look at that. It's a VHS uh, yeah, player. Right behind the plant. That's awesome. Facebook Marketplace is a magical place, dude. Webin? And DVD. Oh, word? You got the combo? <laughs> Courtesy of my roommate. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace is a grand. Yeah, I need like, to stay away dude. from that forever. Oh, it's a little dangerous. <laughs> Do you listen to rap at all? Um, <laughs> Not much. Uh, if you throw some names out there, maybe I'll, I'll see if something um, sticks. I'm sorry, have, you, have you heard of Denzel Curry? No, uh, he just he released a an EP or like a little project with uh, Kenny Beats. Uh, Jack, do you know about this? Recently, it was insanely cool, and uh, they made a whole like short film, like kind of movie thing for their uh, that like is the length of the whole project. Yeah. It was oh, yeah, really, really cool. And what Jack said, if you get like a what do you say a VHS recorder or something like that, yeah, that's not only really cool for quality reasons, but then like if you want to go even a step further. Mm-hmm. You can then take that recording in a file format, and then you, if you have some some friends that are like animators or something like that, you mm. can you can do some cool stuff. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that would be really cool, like a VHS recorder of like do do like something like you playing acoustic guitar on the beach or something like oh, that. Oh, dude, yeah, 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 like I, all that kind of shit, like a VHS on a mm-hmm. beach, like an old home movie, like mm-hmm. you're down to the shore for the day or something. I'm definitely gravitating towards this like vintagey vibe. Yeah, with like oh yeah, I mean, beach, you know? yeah, you that's know? how it is sounding. So I feel oh, like yeah? I feel like that. I mean, to me, like not like very very vintage, right. but like it definitely has that like vibe to it. Right, and you know, um, 
Yeah, so I feel like the VH. Sorry, I feel like the VHS would be really cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Visual wise, it, it that that's actually fascinating. You brought that. Up. I was just thinking about that. Um, how how old are you, by the way, sir? Twenty five. Twenty five. So I've noticed this over the past couple of years when it comes to like local musicians in the indie music scene. Everyone from like as of right now in twenty twenty, I'd say nineteen to like. 28 or like 29 30-ish we all kind of have this like unanimous love for this cassette punk kind of retro kind of vibe yeah, you know yeah. what i'm talking about yeah. where like like 90s type stuff and then and like vaporwave or like vhs type stuff and like why 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 do you why do you think that is i don't know i think it really comes down to nostalgia man yeah. i think maybe we all want to like revert back to those days man i yeah. don't know that's that's my personal it's take interesting on it. because i feel like most of the people who i or musicians that I, young musicians that i come across who like release something and it has that aesthetic yeah. or like or whatever they're too young to have like experienced, experienced that like that, they yeah. like they, they grew up on like probably with a wii or a gamecube at the yeah, least like hd some, quality yeah something like that you know what i mean like 1080 but you're 25 so you definitely were around the that you know yeah that time so but i mean i love that aesthetic it's, i didn't it's really a cool aesthetic it's man. Just, it just um i don't know man I, th I think that was like the first time not the first time but like it's so cool that like we're people average people like ourselves in the 90s we're able to like film these things and now it, it just you know it tape wears over time and now we have this aesthetic that like everyone has like in their in their uh, collection mm -hmm. and it's cool i mean it's it just at the end of the day i think it's just vintagey it's cool and vintage rocks man i feel like it's a very very interesting like passion or draw that i have to it because it's like when I think back, I I almost like wish I was raised back then. Yeah. Like back when it was like you go ride your bike to your friend's house after school and knock on the door to see if they want to hang that. out, not like hitting someone with the phone. So like if you can put that into your art, I feel like it's really cool. And right. I definitely really enjoy that when I see it. I remember I saw like Stranger Things and they're just riding on the bikes. I'm like, damn man, like I wish I was in the 80s. And I'm mm -hmm. in like the 90s, like mid 90s. You know? Yeah. I, I definitely vibe with that man. Me and me oh, yeah. and my my buddy Rob would always joke about like we needed to be born in like eighty six or something like oh, that. Yeah. So that way we'd be like teenagers in the mid two thousands when emo was like popping. Then we'd be a sick band and we'd be famous oh, dude, by yeah. now. Like <laughs> if I could go back, man, I think I think maybe like sixties or seventies because like fucking music was killer back then i mean it still is i'm not saying that's not but like yeah. you know some in legendary bands you know you got the beatles led zeppelin all these other <laughs> like uh dope ass bands releasing some serious quality music and and just like the revolution behind like audio you know like mm -hmm. before like in the 60s or even before it was just mono now you're able to play with like uh you know, stereo mm -hmm. and geez, man, it's incredible. It was all I analog and right, vinyl and stuff. Yeah. So I, these people were slicing tapes, dude. I know. You know, they had to get the measurements perfect or else, you know, it'd be like a bus, but those guys were fucking killer, man. Like there's no like CDs, there's no cassette 
tape. Well, they have cassette. No, no, they didn't have tape back in the 60s, 70s. It was all just vinyl. That was like all yeah, they released. I think like cassettes came in like 80s or yeah, something. Yeah, like. right. It's crazy. It's like you put music onto something like this thing's gonna outlive me. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like those things last for a while. So I'm Definitely. obsessed with vinyl. So Definitely started a collection of vinyls, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, did you? Yeah, dude. Started with um the Stooges, like the the first oh. uh Stooges record, and then where am I at right now? I bought Imagine by John Lennon, but like the super deluxe one where it has like uh takes from like the previous ones or the stuff that they didn't use it was awesome that was awesome dude that's dope yeah talk that. talk to joe about records yeah dude i'm big vinyl head i yeah, I, I got like i think that's an understatement an understatement <laughs> big, no dude big my vinyl head might be understatement no bro my my collection is way too small for that but uh i think i got like almost maybe about a hundred records in my collection that's or something. Awesome, dude. the last thing i bought was czar face meets metal face it was the czar face mf doom collab that was the last thing I bought. That's awesome. R.I.P. I love that. Yeah. Um, so when, like you say, if you can go back, you would choose like 60s, 70s era. Would you say most of your influences or like favorite bands come from that era? Like, um, a little bit, actually. I th- now that I really think about it, I think, yeah. I'm, the stuff that the Beatles did when they started experimenting is definitely like hands down one of my favorites. Um what else do I like? King Crimson. Ooh. Fucking. Yeah, those King guys, Crimson. Yeah, nice. those guys are just progressive as fuck, man. Um, so, you know, I think over there, they were just really trying to push stuff a little bit. And I'm not saying that, like, music nowadays isn't trying to push because there's definitely, you know, incredible minds out there. But I think, like, looking back at it, like, I would want to be placed in this era where they're just, like, doing wild stuff yeah everything was like new and stuff exactly. kind of in the way jacob i'm calling you out bro i saw you scribble that down have you never heard of king crimson no oh no, you definitely you've heard you've heard like their song yeah you've heard their yeah, songs def- or something and you just didn't definitely know. um <laughs> west did like a, he used the sample for 24 yeah 20, 21st century, century i barely listen to kanye oh okay but you, I, you, I, I guarantee you you still heard it yeah. king crimson's everywhere probably yeah, I mean, like, one of the things about modern day music is that, and I usually always say it, that it's impossible for us as musicians to strive as to strive for originality anymore. Mm-hmm. Originality doesn't exist anymore. Right. You just have you can't be original. You just have to be unique. Right. Now. But like back in the day, when all that stuff, like in the sixties and seventies, it right. was still new. Like there was still stuff that, like, you know, you can do that would blow people away. I mean. I don't know what it kind of seems like a very surface level example. It's the first thing that comes to mind, but like, you know, the scene back to the future to, oh, yeah. uh, when, you know, he plays uh Johnny be good. Oh, and, the, and the first day he's like, you guys aren't ready for this. Yeah, yet. exactly. And everyone's <laughs> like, what is that? Like, he just blew everyone away. Like granted he didn't get like, you know, a roaring crowd or anything, but right. still it's like crazy. To exactly. Think about that. It's like, you're not ready for it yet, dude. <laughs> yeah. Actually that brings up a, an inch. I want to see what, what you, you think about this. I think my my brother and I were bringing up this hypothetical. I think it probably came up from Back to the Future because, yeah, yeah. like, oh no, you know what it was? was You're it? as a a Beatles fan. You hear that um that movie that came out not too long ago yesterday? Oh yeah, I, actually, I never watched it. Right, yeah, but you know, either. you know, it's about. I know, yeah, yeah, where it's like if they didn't exist, <clears throat> right? And yeah. like the dude woke uh-huh. up one day and like the Beatles don't exist, but he like knows how to he play knows other all songs. the songs and everything. Yeah. 
that I don't me personally I don't know get your opinion but I don't think that would work at all yeah like I think if I woke up tomorrow and the chili peppers didn't exist and I just kind of like said like all right I'm gonna start like just kind of making their records and releasing them and stuff that won't work I don't know I don't think that'll work why is that the right place at the right time that's like you can't force music energy like that you know what I mean like it's like when did the Chili Peppers their first album was 83 right so they're at a time where like funk and rock are two incredibly popular genres so they mix the two and now everyone's mind is blown and stuff like that so like again like Zeppelin with what they did in the Mm -hmm. 70s you can't do that in 2021 like that's like someone tried you know yeah I mean you you can I'm not saying you can't but you're not gonna you're not gonna see that level of success it's like right place right Right. time type thing what do you think at least who sorry I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm capturing this (laughs) um who do you think today makes music like the Peppers though like similar to the Peppers? Yeah, like, like I, I think that if it was to be a thing now, and if it was to start now, it would still fucking hit because it's just so goddamn good. I'm not saying it wouldn't hit, but it would not be on the same level. It wouldn't be as successful. It wouldn't be as big. Let's agree to disagree. You I like don't we'll think, I, and that doesn't mean it's way. not as good. I'm just saying Fair. like it's that type of recognition. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like it's just something kind of like that. Like. All right, so like 83 was their first record, right? Mm-hmm. And but Flea started doing this style of slap bass that's was crazy weird, right? Because very not too long before that, slap bass was just invented, like not too long before that record. It was uh, like in the 70s, it was um. Larry Graham, Sly and the Family Stone invented it, and then like it's not, and now it's all like really rocky and percussive and mm-hmm. stuff. I mean that's now been done before a lot in these modern years but then you can you can argue like oh if, if you woke up tomorrow and the chili peppers didn't exist then would then would that by proxy then make other bands who got influenced by the chili peppers not exist Probably. i don't i mean i mean it would but i'm just saying purely for this hypothetical just it's just that one band i just my point is is that right place right time oh yeah. and like like Jimi hendrix Fair. wouldn't have like gotten famous because of like a lot of the lyrical content had to do with the the era of like Vietnam and stuff like that. You can't like, you can make all of those songs. If like you woke up tomorrow and Jimi Hendrix didn't exist, you can release all those songs yourself. No one's going to relate to it the same way. It's fair. You know what I'm saying? I guess I understand with, with some of that, like if a like a song or, or music is like related or like, is like mirroring I'm not mirroring but like you know it's like talking about like society then maybe I don't think it would work and I think it can and can work because I agree with right place right time you're talking about slapping bass mm-hmm. didn't exist until or it existed but like it wasn't done until like in a rock sense until like exactly. he did it you know um, I think there oh man I like this hypothetical but um, I think i there's a lot more factors. There's a lot more factors into it. And like right now, if the Beatles didn't exist, I think the person still has to like market, put it out there, you know, Mm -hmm. um, they still have to play, which will not really possible. But, um, 
they also were pushing like the boundaries of music. So like if the Beatles didn't do it, then someone has to have done it or else there's like a big time span from like right. the 60s to now right and if if we didn't evolve then then like i don't know someone's eventually gonna do it yeah someone's eventually gonna do it so if like lyrically wise maybe you know people do release stuff out there that just kind of hits and like people can resonate with it but um I think I'm gonna have to go with like a mix of both. Yeah. There may be tune there may be some <clears throat> tunes that like can get you to that moment where you're like, All right, Beatles aren't exist don't exist, let me fucking release their music. But I think some of them may not work. Yeah. I, I feel think, like you context like you can really like if any band didn't exist, but mm -hmm. you take like one of their love songs, that could get pop because love's relatable no yeah, matter what type exactly. thing, you know what I mean? I think that the Beatles though if it was to happen today, I don't think it would work because I think that yeah, that's what I'm saying. a lot of their music is, you could see it as kind of cliche almost. Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah. I think, I think in the world that we live in today, um, people, people are very desensitized to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. And those kind of like sayings and things like that, because they've been hearing them all their lives and they're like, Ugh, like either it, it resonates or people like roll their eyes in the back of the head and they go turn the shit off. No, I, I agree with that. Like hold your hand. Like when I first listened to that song, I was like, geez, this is corny as fuck. Mm -hmm. I want to hold your hand. I'm like, geez, man. I'm all right. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah right? But like when it was, when it first came out, like it was just like revolutionary. People right. lost their minds. Yeah, so exactly. Like the word is like, I want to text your. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hit your DM. You know, I don't know. But yeah, there was like Maybe revolutionary back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, about. But then you can do that, like that same hypothetical, like with a band like Rage Against the Machine. And then, do you do it now? It'll probably it'll, be very popular. It'd be, uh, might yeah. be fucking bigger. It'd be, yeah, it's the same amount of, you know, political and social you discourse. Definitely, you hear bands that people say the band was ahead of their time. I feel like mm. those bands that maybe were ahead of their time could definitely work in like, maybe not now, but like a little bit later, uh, in relationship to where when they released it. Right. You know. What kind of bands would you say are ahead of their time? Hmm. Like, do you have any on the top of your head? Top of my head, not not much, man. I feel like something like Pink Floyd was very. Oh yeah, very ahead of their time. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. Okay, think I, about. I, I got mixed feelings. All right, about Pink think Floyd. about the music that they made, and then think about what they would have made if they had the tools that we have today, right. as far as mm. like production-wise, synths, all that crazy mm. shit that crazy ass sounds they kind of had the same stuff back then low-key like it's just not not as advanced but they had the, and also like not the tools it's like the person making it so i feel like if pink floyd didn't make like dark side of the moon back then and they did it today it'd probably be very similar kind of yeah i mean maybe yeah. even not because i mean i feel like it being ahead of its time was probably the thing that made it so so yeah. good but that depends what is your definition of, of like ahead, of, ahead its of its time i That's guess fair. it's like because because that could fit into a lot of things right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. um i would say like doing things that like maybe someone else hasn't done before but then you can just get into like okay what hasn't anyone done like we don't i don't really know what anyone hasn't done um, yeah, because it hasn't been done. Exactly. <laughs> it's like exactly. a little paradox. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I, I've just heard people kind of say that, 
um and definitely pink pink floyd was uh one of like the names and even like uh king crimson people will say king crimson is like was ahead of their time and maybe relationship to like the progression or like the music that they're making you know like this is like 70s we're talking about and you know people are making like killer rock tunes but there's this band just being a little bit more jazzier than other people or being a little bit more um heavier you know like uh was a helter skelter from like the beatles mm-hmm. they considered it ahead of its time because it was like a little bit heavier so it's just i guess a song that just a song or a band that just kind of pushes the envelope ever so slightly forward but you can't you don't really know that until like I guess a couple of years passed and then you're just like the perspective of looking back at it. You say, okay, this person, this band, whatever is a bit ahead of its time because mm. they're doing something that other people weren't doing. Just like Hendrix was doing stuff that other people weren't doing, you know? And kind of like if the, if the products age, like a fine wine. Exactly. Kinda. Like the products yeah. age. Would you consider your music ahead of its time? Um, because I, I feel know, like man. it's definitely different and pushing the envelope kind of that's real i'm i'm gonna just be humble and say i'm not sure if people <laughs> want to like say that it's ahead of its time i appreciate it but uh what i'm trying to do with pierce of each is just be different and just i'm i'm an obscure dude i'll just be honest like i'm very weird i'm very introspective with my stuff and i think i'm gonna use the fact that i am introspective weird and and um social but antisocial to kind of like push my music have you always identified as those things or was that something that you came into as you became a musician i think that's something i mean i think it's always lingered in my life and it was just eventually a matter of like accepting it and just being like all right like what do i have what can i provide what's what's something i can do you know you were talking about psychedelics earlier. Yes. And that's where the Pierce the Beach came from. Yes. Was that a big influence on that introspective personality? I mean, I'm, definitely. I know the uh, answer to that, but yes, I just want to talk a, about it's it. A, it's a Jack yes. loves this topic. It's my uh, favorite. Psychedelics, man. Um, yes, Pierce the Beach, I think, stems from a lot of psychedelic just because I'm one of those persons, like, if I get, like, high, like, don't, I, I wouldn't say don't talk to me, but I'm going to just, like, sink in here and just kind of, like, fall asleep, not fall asleep, but just kind of imagine a world. You yeah, know? Fall, fall into your own mind. Exactly, fall into my mind. Oh, my God. And, I just got to chill. <laughs> yeah, exactly, chill. And <laughs> <No>. <laughs> different different psych, psych, chills psychedelics freak me out oh yeah i've never done them before i just don't like the idea of it at least for me personally it's it's wild dude i'll tell you i've Not done acid like well I'll, i guess this will be like a segue but i've done acid like three times the first time i guess you, you know how like when you first have weed for the first time i'm not sure you guys experienced it but like you don't get high did that ever happen to you guys? I don't even remember, honestly, because I, I, once I started, I just like went with it. I remember the first time I smoked weed, but I don't remember how, because like the situation itself was like hilarious, but I don't remember how I felt. Right. Um, the first time I smoked weed, I didn't feel it. I just was dying of laughter. So, like, <laughs> the, so the, you were feeling it. You yeah. didn't know it. Yeah, I felt like... I was, everything was normal. Like there wasn't a feeling of like, um, I'm up here. 
but I was just laughing because I was just thinking of some dumb shit, you know? I remember, like, the second or third time I smoked weed, I just sat in my friend's basement and was, like, staring at my hands for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, dude. And I was like, what the fuck are these? Like, are these they look so man? weird. I'm like, I've never looked at... They've never looked like this before. Kind of weird I'm you like, smoking, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm like, <laughs> they, can, they can do that. <laughs> How does that happen? But, oh. um, psychedelic-wise, uh, the first time I didn't feel anything. The second time was when I went to the beach with my best friend. Um, and then the third time was probably like the wildest one. Cause I ended up taking two tabs that time. And <laughs> I'm telling you like, it's always I, nice doubling up. Yeah. It was just like, you know what? These things ain't shit. Let me just pop two real quick. <laughs> they were Wait shit. till you do four. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> Lord. What happened? No, I'm what kidding. Happened? I don't do that. Four. Oh man. I don't know, man. Cause that, that, time i took like two it was i felt like i was i always tell people this and they kind of give me weird looks but like i felt i was closer to reality but like not really it, it's weird because like when you do it like there's a different feeling you know because mm. you're high but um i felt like i was a bit closer to reality i felt like i was relearning things for the first time again and it felt great because um i think as humans we all kind of learn things that may have not been good in, in some sense you mm -hmm. know um so it was nice to kind of like look at my traits that maybe i wasn't happy with and kind of just sit there and relearn relearn them from like a different perspective because mm -hmm. now i'm in like i'm not in control but i'm kind of in control um so the sec the last time i took it dude i was in i felt my like base chakra just kind of like lighting up and it like shot me straight to the moon it was this weird feeling right this feeling felt like music about to hit like the the climax i guess but then it didn't it was so weird oh, man. think about like think about like you're going like this you're going up 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 here it comes you're falling down no you're going up i was just like oh my god dude when's this shit gonna end <laughs> and then i ended up like talking to like a zen lion and i think that's like my spirit animal like i think mm -hmm. a zen lion's like my spirit Damn. animal. after like Pretty i heard sick. this zen lion i'm like nope not doing acid for a long time now i'm gonna put that stuff away and i'm just gonna lock take it, what I lock learned. it in the safe and what? <laughs> lock it in the safe lock it in the safe you know <laughs> break when break in case of emergency I guess. yeah there are, i just thought of like a cool analogy for it it's, yes it's almost right. like so in conjunction with what you said earlier about how you like unlearn things kind of yeah it's almost like you are a blank canvas when you're born right mm -hmm. and then you get all this like cool paint and then eventually you get some paint that's like not that cool yeah, on your you canvas something too yeah much, or you yeah. like fuck fuck up and there's mm -hmm. like little strokes that don't look right yeah um i feel like acid kind of erases the ugly strokes yeah. and like le and like puts back the part of the canvas that was there originally yeah. and gives you the tools to either make nice strokes there mm -hmm. or you fall into your old habits and you repaint those ugly strokes right but i mean when i was kind of gives you the tools to yeah, change i definitely felt like i was uh, like i had a different perspective like okay let's say um like if i see someone from like uh from a, like a past life 
And I'm, you know, I personally, like, I have, like, a lot of anxiety. I'll be like, eh, I don't know if I want to say hi to them just because it's been so long. And I have a hard time, like, talking to people and everything. And that comes off like a douchebag from, like, their side. It's like, why isn't this fucking guy sitting behind me? But anyways, um, I think when I took acid, I was able to, like, look at the perspective of both people from, like, a different uh, place and just be like, why, why can't I say hi to them? I don't know. I was able to, like, criticize myself in a good way and then just kind of be like, um remove the ego that's there mm -hmm. and just kind of like talk to the person myself and be like, why can't you do stuff? Like, like whatever, like that. Why do you hold yourself back? Is, is I guess it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cause I think everyone holds yourself back in some sense, you know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it and everything. But, um, I hate, I hate the feeling of holding myself back. So when I took it, you know, I just, I was able to like talk to myself and fix things that like, maybe I wasn't happy with, or maybe I feel like I was holding myself back with. Mm -hmm. That's the psychedelic talk. That is pretty that, incredible. That is that. Let it be known, local acts only and its associates do not advocate the use of illegal narcotics in yes. any way. It's locked away in a safe. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't now, do illegal things. But if is, you can go somewhere where it's legal and do it, then yeah. all, all, by all means. At a, as someone who, <laughs> so like I will never ever touch a hallucinogen in my life i know for a fact i know my brain i know how i am yeah, i'm yeah. not gonna do well but i know a lot of people who have and i know a lot right. of people who like can not consistently do it but have done it as someone who uh like has never done it i guess what what originally would like drew you to it like uh, why like i guess like what was that first I f why was it because like i feel like feel it's like different most... from like weed because weed it's like uh like you always like you not just from school but from like everything else you hear your friend whatever it's just like you smoke this and you just get a little giddy you know it's getting high it's whatever you know, i could try it, it's whatever but like at like acid you you know it's like 12 hours of like yeah, reality not being reality <laughs> exactly. or it's like so like it's a weird 24 too <laughs> oh, oh dude yeah dude yeah. The 24 hours like afterwards like hour, yeah. oh afterwards dude i it's I, awesome i mean it like, is it is i felt the best so come down there i felt so at peace with like everything and i was just like oh chill and like someone would come by me and tell me like i don't i don't mean god forbid but someone tells me like a bad news i'm just like all right man we're just all floating on an earth or we're all floating on a rock in space and yeah. earth, then it's not gonna yeah, i don't know whatever but like you're, like you're nothing matters but everything matters <laughs> nothing matters but at the same time everything matters yeah. you know um, um what i was a question yeah I was to answer, answer like, I was, what, like uh, what made you like do it for the first time because like some people that i know who have done it are like told me that um sometimes if you you know you someone offers it to you or like the the the, the opportunity arises or whatever it's like if you're like sometimes ignorance in that situation could be the best because you're not thinking about it because um what did they say oh like the rule of thumb of like i guess acid is like if you have like any doubt i guess don't. inner demons or like fuck oh. shit that you're suppressing mm -hmm. that shit's gonna come the fuck up and stare you in the face yeah and, you're gonna, and then like it's you're not yeah. gonna have a good time and shit and it's it's really and i'm like yeah no that's it i I'm, I can never do that because like, yeah no i'm not I, strong I, like that i think for me and for most people i don't know if it's gonna be the same for you right but it's just stems from like an open-mindedness right and um desire to venture within 
yeah. yourself yeah. and learn more about yourself and deal with those demons, you know? Yeah. It's it's where you go to face them. Yeah. Um that's that's Don't look in the mirror it, too long. What it is, yeah. <laughs> I mean there's I've researched like a, a ton. I probably did like a good like six months to like a year of research before I ever like made the idea like I'm gonna take acid. But I was like, I'm not gonna re- I'm not gonna like hit up everyone and be like who got acid, who got acid. I was like, if the universe like the universe wants me to go and take acid, I'll wait till the universe like gives me the opportunity to take acid and then I'll go with it. So after I did my research, the benefits in my personal opinion weighed out the cons. And I know the cons, like you have to face your demons and everything. I, I mean, like, the, fuck it, man. Let's well, fucking go. I'm about to pock you up, motherfucker. Anyways, yes. The con, I See, mean, that's a, the that's, cons that's are more great, than that, though, that's a right? Great, like, like, that's, that. oh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of like one of the like pros almost. Like yeah, the yeah. cons, like you could fuck your brain up, you yeah, know, yeah. like have yeah. a schizophrenic break. Like that. that's... Yeah, that's the con, yeah, really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, so, um, so, for I example, why was, would you risk that? I think that? I was like, I saw the, the schizophrenia, and I was just like, I was a little bit scared, but I said, okay, if I just take, like, a small amount of tab, like a tab, a small tab, I think I'll be all- I think I, I had more, I had a belief that I think I was going to be all right, mm-hmm. and I, I trusted the people that, like, gave yeah. me the stuff that they want to give me some shitty stuff, because it's like... And I think I tested my stuff too, so I knew I yeah. was getting stuff that like I wasn't gonna like gonna trigger me or like cause me to like fucking be brain dead or something. Yeah, like it's it's very connected to when you have a a predisposition to mm-hmm. those um, mental like illnesses and right. stuff like that. And like, like if you have like family history or shit like that. Yeah, and then like now I'm do I'm your not, research, fuckers. I'm not like judging or i gotta yeah. judge like i said i got i got friends who like do stuff so i like i'm judging anybody if they do ass and stuff but like i and i also really admire your like mindset of like yeah fuck it let's face my demons and yeah. like like duke I it mean, out it's, it's tough man sometimes but, you'll like meet someone that maybe you're not ready you know but uh you know yeah but it's one of those things like and you and jack you said like that could be like a pro and then like the con is that like messing your brain up and like risking having like schizophrenia for your life and whatnot but like why risk such like a really huge huge issue like like melting your brain and having such a very detrimental like uh mental ailment for the rest of your life when you can achieve like facing your inner demons by just you know taking the time in your life to, to work on yourself and do some like inner work and stuff like i don't know like it just and, like i f- and, like i said like i don't mean for that to sound condescending or anything no. like, i'm not like a i'm not like a square or nothing like i, I said I, I i i don't judge people for doing it i'm just curious i feel like it's kind of overhyped in that aspect like i don't think that stuff happens a lot because right most people are ready for it or careful or know that they don't have a predisposition to like family history of like schizophrenia right. and like stuff like that um i think it's also like yes you can do that but i think i from the t- amount of times i've done any psychedelics progressed from that mentally and like in like emotional maturity and everything like that the amount that it would have taken me 10 to 20 years to do on my own definitely yeah i agree with that yeah like i'm very i mean granted i'm not perfect right like i 
I slip and I right, right. fall back into habits and I let emotions get the best of me sometimes. Maybe but I'm just a pussy. For no, you're not. <laughs> no, for for I the say it's it's definitely something that you have to like prepare yourself. You yeah, know? everyone lets you know about the disclaimer before taking it, and right. you know, I had some guy one time tell me like, "Hey, like, should I take acid?" I said. Look, man, do you, you think have you should? to figure out first. I don't tell me because I I will tell you like you figure your out yeah. if you think it's right. I'm not gonna tell you it's yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's what I say to people when they like come to ask me about it. Yeah. And, like like someone like asked me to do it with them, and I'm like, mm, like mm, maybe if the situation arises, but we're not gonna like make this happen. Yeah, like, that's I'm not, not how it works. It. Right. But um, yeah, I feel like what I say to most people is like, well do you think you're ready? Are you scared? Like, mm -hmm. does it scare you? Like if it scares you, then probably don't do it. Like if you're, if you don't think you're mentally ready or like in a good place, like the key terms really like set and setting, right. you know, like if you're, and that goes beyond just where you're doing it and when you're doing it and who's going to be around. Yeah. It goes into like your mental setting, like what your, what your brain is like nine to five. Like if you're, viciously depressed you probably shouldn't you know all that be so safe be safe be safe i have like shrooms and i've been sitting on it for like the longest time but because of um you know what he said i personally don't feel ready for it you know yeah so i'm just i personally feel i'm just gonna wait until the uh the moment's right before i feel like i'm ready for that and that's what it is the disclaimer I got you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't know. I just find it interesting. I'm, uh, I'm good awesome. on that. I don't think I, uh, definitely not, not for me, but, uh, so I want to fucking square. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm with kidding. the Pierce the Beach music, um, I think I first wanted it to be a little psychedelic. I personally think it's like a tad bit psychedelic, but not really. What? I, I forgot I to write it. I, I love psychedelic music. Yeah. yeah, I forgot to write it down. Yeah. What's the, your your Instagram bio says it. What's the exact, like, you say, like, Pierce the Beach is influenced by. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I gotta pull it. I don't even know what the hell it says. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Uh, let's see what I, it says. It know. says, <laughs> hypnotic and introspective melodies. Pierce the Beach is inspired by classical, folk, psychedelic, surf, funk, and jazz. Nice. So the classical aspect comes from the fact that like I've been training, I've been trained in classical guitar for, mm -hmm. uh, I guess the majority of time that I've been in school for, and even like outside of school, um, the, the folk, uh, I think my lyrics aren't the best. I personally think that my lyrics would be, need some work, I mean, but it's very again it's introspective it's there's a lot of talking there's a lot of like folk elements with like uh song structure a little bit and uh let's see psychedelic i throw in a lot of fucking reverb uh yeah. you know i mess around with like the i love the weird sounds that you get when you mess around with like the plugins like flanger uh i was gonna say flanger is great yeah right flanger chorus, all these other things like yeah taking things in and out um it almost adds, like, I mean, yeah, it adds another layer to it, but I feel like playing with reverb sometimes, for me, like, sometimes it almost, like, adds another instrument, kind of. Oh, dude, yeah. You know? Yeah, like, definitely. that, like, amb 
ambient kind of like sound exactly it's so cool if you find, like, like what you can do room or like if you find like whatever reverb whether it's like a, a spring a gate or whatever whatever um and then you set it far apart and you just like tweak around how wet and how much diffusion or pre-delay comes in like you know you're getting something that sounds pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> i always throw just it like really little tiniest little touch of reverb on all vocals right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's always good can you uh can you grab my phone yeah so um you said psychedelic. What about surf? Surf. Um, this was mostly from like my circle of people that I know. Every time I, I usually show like my girlfriend, I show my cousin, I show um, any type of like musical friends, like the stuff that gets, that doesn't get released yet. Like the, while well, it's still in the works and they always like hint, they're like, yo, this sounds surf. I'm like, surf. I was just like, <laughs> That's not what I'm going for. No, I was kidding. But um, <laughs> they'll just kind of be like, it sounds like surf. And then once I kind of like sat down and said, why do they say it sounds like surf? I do use a lot of like high high string melodies. And I don't know. I It definitely has uh, the reverb, I think, is what gives it the surf vibe. The the Stratocaster is what gives it a surf vibe. Yeah. Definitely. And I think in chilling, like the small little uh, solo that I have, definitely hints at surf i i personally my personal opinion is i wouldn't say it sounds like surf yeah i wouldn't have yeah. said that if you asked me not at all not at all yeah no i feel like there's like like if someone said like oh this kind of sounds like surf like, yeah, yeah maybe i, I guess yeah. yeah man sure all i mean right. yeah but like i mean i just threw it there just because like out of everyone that like i've been showing it to there it's like it sounds like surf and i once i put together my like bio um when i was releasing all the music they were just like definitely sounds like surf i'm like are you serious i'm like all right whatever i'll just throw it on there just to kind of like show that it, it, it's it's uh it's a broad broad spectrum broad right, spectrum man. that i play in mm-hmm. um and then we got funk next oh. and then last jazz yes funk oh dude um when i first started playing guitar i always like you know it would scat out you know yeah the and chug is the chug yeah. exactly the chug is it's fun bro it's it's so fun um and then i would always do it like it's, that's just kind of my go-to thing just like chugging and you know scatting around the guitar and it's just fun getting like getting in with like the harmonies and yeah. the rhythm, the guitar oh it's so fun dude i feel like funk is like the most fun thing musically it's so like fun, whenever dude. i hear it i'm just like yeah, like dude, automatically like exactly. yeah that's dude, gonna make you how it feels for every basis, time bro that's yeah that's, that's yeah. old for us man. yeah there was a period of time when i was playing the guitar and i felt like did i just not I felt like, did I just reach, like, everything that there is on a guitar? I felt like I was limited. And then once I started, like, getting more into funk, I felt I fell more in love with my instrument. I was about to just, like, put it down and pick up the drums full-time because of the whole uh, Quiet Giants thing. But uh, I ended up just kind of messing around with funk a little bit more. And before I knew it, like, I just fell in love with the guitar all over again. And I just felt, I felt this new world um, in funk. And I just started listening to more funk artists, and it's great, you know. What's your like go-to funk musicians? Oh man, bands. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to do some searching. <laughs> Fair, Jamiroquai. Who's my go-to? I mean, some people would argue pigeons playing ping pong isn't really funk, but I consider they're funk. They, I think they're a little P- bit funk. I need to listen to them more to um, put a statement on that. Spafford. Yeah. 
Who, who's funk? When I think of funk, I think about that like older shit. I mean Bootsy. Oh, yeah, like dude, Bootsy. I, and stuff I, like that. Okay, so in 2019, I set myself a goal to like listen to 100 albums in a year, and that was probably the hardest thing I ever did. And mm-hmm. I had not listened to Stevie Wonder until 2019. Oh my god! I know I was living. I don't a, think I've ever. Oh, just listened to. I was living god. in a rock. Oh I'm telling you, I was living in a rock. I think I I caused Joe physical pain with some of the artists that so I haven't what listened you, to. What you just said about like funk music uh-huh. that that so that was me with jazz. Like really? I was I was in like a rut with being a bassist, and right. then I started diving into jazz, and I was like, oh wow, I'm scratching the surface. Man. Oh dude, yeah, yeah, exactly. No There's question. this like one you find like an, a genre, an artist, or something, and then it just kind of like brings you back to like why I love this instrument. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was funk. I listened to Stevie Wonder. Uh, probably like his whole classical like era of music mm-hmm. and it was like the most eye-opening and greatest experience in my life because this guy was making the f- maybe he was ahead of his time we could throw him under ahead of his oh, time oh yes yes sir that guy just rocked hard as hell man and um you know you play some of the tunes on like the guitar i mean he plays on the piano but you can play it on the guitar and it's just it's funny you like get down with it man but yeah that guy, funk. So last but not least, yeah. jazz. Jazz. Um, so I think I'm definitely not a, a, a jazz cat, but I'm getting into it. Like I was talking to my instructor and he's like a classical instructor. But when he first started music, he, he was into the realm of, um, of jazz. Like his first teacher was jazz. And he learned how to like read sheet music get like the chords up above and then just get the melody and he would just look at it and play around mess with the guitar and i love that because you're like free like you're free to do whatever you want you're like there's no restrictions i think with the guitar the hardest thing is like there's no okay like here's my a where's my next day if you're like first starting out you're like oh shit where is it but being able to like switch and do different versions of the guitar and just create a melody you have literally everything right there. So, um, with jazz, I like the improvisational aspect of it. I love how, you know, here's a melody, everyone take their turn, just throw it around. Let's have fun. And I love the spirit. I think the spirit of jazz is what I would love Pierce the beach to be in a live setting. Exactly. Jazz is like, and I love that what you said, like you just, throw it around everyone and have exactly. fun jazz is has always been ref, like talked about and referred to as it's like it's a conversation exactly like you know what i mean like you go to like a jazz club in, in new york city like those dudes are on stage they're talking to each other they're not oh. they're not worried about how you guys sit on the table and it's like it's it's it, it it's breathing you know yeah. what i mean like they can start really chill and then mm-hmm. it can get wild you know it gets so I mean, wild yeah i feel like like jazz funk Blues, folk, are like such underrated genres. Ah, uh, I don't think so. I mean, no. funk. I think funk is underrated because it's not. It's kind of. It's kind of dying. It's pretty like funk is pretty much dead in the original yeah. sense. Yeah. It, the only reason why it's like so, kind of alive is because of like jam bands that yeah. are funky, but they're yeah. not. Wolfpack. They're not like. Thanks, Wolfpack, for saving funk. But he, he, yeah, he was, right. Even still, like Wolfpack, I. Get yeah, they're, they're no. Funky. We've had this conversation. They're funky, but I, I, they're a little bit more jazzy than funk. I most. What do you? I think nowadays but, there's. Uh, I listen to a pop music. The the, 
if you you they categorize like the the idea of funk as being like rhythmic like notes mm-hmm. and just like it's still there if you like listen the to influence. like music you'll have it there but that's as far as it goes like you won't have like something be kind of like funky heavy like a stevie wonder tune you mm-hmm. know like uh, Harry Styles like Watermelon Sugar that has like funk elements mm-hmm. but that's it it's not like a funk tune it's mm-hmm. just elements of funk in there sprinkled exactly. in I feel like Dua Lipa is like my go to when I, I think of oh dude What's do it Dua Lipa she's like fucking insane like Jack loves Dua Lipa I feel like one Did of the D U A L I P A. Really? Don't know Dua Lipa. You you you're gonna hear a song oh, or two and I've you're gonna be like, like one tune. From yeah, the don't don't area. stop now. Like, mm, mm, mm. all right. What's your favorite album? Uh, I'm the Future Nostalgia album that she Future just released Nostalgia. is oh, literally yeah, the, yeah. the best thing that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> Sir, do you um Yo, you, you fuck with Jamiroquai? I'm like, it's weird. I I listen to like music that's like like so underground. You know, like I feel that. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that. yeah, dude. We run an underground music podcast, so <laughs> I feel that. If on you a spiritual are level. looking for Magnum Opus Funk, oh, yes, the album "Traveling Without Moving" by Jamiroquai. There we go. Vicious. I'm gonna save that. I have like a two-hour drive ahead of me, so that's nice. what's going into the queue. Hell yeah, dude! Loved me some Jamiroquai. How far? How far out are you? I'm coming in from Worst County, so that's about like an hour and forty minutes north. North, yeah. Oh, oh, so you're pretty close to me. I'm like about an hour north, right. yeah, uh, around the Red Bank area. Oh, word. So. Yeah, I actually ended up having to sleep. Like, I was like, I was so tired, bro. Like yesterday, I ended up closing like a little bit. I I came in at five in the morning and then left at like twelve at night. It was like a long shift. Oh my god. But um, yeah, dude. It was uh, it was a drive though. It was a fun one. I was like prepping myself for like the interview, so I was like listening to like all the interviews. Like, all right, how do I how do I interview? <laughs> or yeah. How do I get interviewed? We got. I I I I like to think Jack and I don't really consider this interviews. It's just like podcasts. More, just, it's like just conversation. It's yeah, chilling, yeah. kind of spitting this shit a little bit. Yeah, definitely but. love the vibe, man. It's very Boys chill. Just fucking around. <laughs> Boys being dudes. So what? Uh, what? musicians bands artists whatever got you into jazz out of curiosity or at uh, least like you said you're just dipping your toe into jazz just like recently. Into to- um, so like what do you what are you listening to in jazz now I so guess. i started with miles davis i did yes. of course john coltrane big daddy davis and then i ended up actually so i i ended up switching to uh bossa nova mm. just because um you get some of that rhythmic and also that improvisationalness from the guitar so i've been listening to oh, what's his name what's his name i was literally just listening to like there's like a funk um a jabasa nova playlist and there's this one tune that slaps you gotta listen to it live it's called la vem abayana and it's by this like woman but dude they fucking destroy it. it's so fun dude, send that to me. i will right now yeah, yeah send that shit to me um but um with I'm still tipping my toes in, so definitely Miles Davis, John Coltrane, and I've started switching over to like the Bossa Nova. So mm. maybe you might hear some Bossa Nova in the future from me. There you go. Mm. Nice. Add Charlie Parker to that list. You know, I I've, I've heard of Charlie Parker, and I've I think I've listened to like his, one of his like most famous melodies that had to do about like um like culture and something like that. Mm. Um, I forget the name of the the t- song, but like it was a it was a I love the melody, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's hilarious. If there's anybody listening to this who's a real, like, jazz musician or, like, jazz connoisseur, they're going to listen to me talk and they're going to be like, this dude sucks. Like, so I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just naming, like, a ton of the surface level people. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I like, do that shit, shit all I the time. I say Davis off. Davis. Yeah. I was like... Like, jazz, like jazz is intimidating like, a little it is, bit. So yeah. yeah, I think I just Scary. I just fell in love with the uh, idea of just being free. You know, yeah. like these people learn modes and you know, they're just well versed in music. They can do it all. I guess that's like the level of just you. You know your music. You yeah. know how to play music. You know how to like talk in music. Exactly. Like, no. I'm gonna play a chord where every note in the chord is out of key and I'm gonna make it sound good somehow. Exactly. With some like dark ritual magic that I'm gonna do on stage. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the fuck you do that. And I'm just saying, what up, bro? <laughs> yeah. What are you playing? You're playing a a minor diminished no third add the ninth. What the fuck is that? It's like, what? <laughs> right. like, like, so you're just breaking everything. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um so one last thing that I really wanted to talk about was yeah, what's up? I see I saw on your Instagram you had a lot of um pictures of you like what looked like meditating like out in nature. Yeah. Is that what you were doing? Were you meditating or I were you just taking man. pictures? I was saying hello to the to the gods. I don't know. Um that was definitely during the uh, hallucinogenic era of my life, but I definitely definitely gravitate towards the uh, inner peace and like uh, meditating because you know this needs to be fine your head needs to be yeah. in the right space and mm -hmm. sometimes doing this just kind of unwinding yourself and just like setting yourself down into earth you know so, is that something that you like practice regularly not regularly i haven't done it in like a long time and you know i i definitely feel i've been telling myself i gotta get back into it because it's nice you know sometimes you gotta like take a moment it's like fast pace, fast pace. The last serious time I had a, a, I was meditating every day was when I went to like Ecuador and I would hop on this like um, roof, like this tower roof that was like falling apart, just sitting like right in the middle of it and just like meditate. And it felt great because like there was no noise, nothing. You just sat there and, and it just existed, just existed yeah. without like having to, Care, having to care for anything you know you just and if anything came into your mind you would just kind of like push it away and just bring it back you know so um i definitely need to bring that back into my life man me too it's I'm, it's something that i like did for a while on and off a lot and then got really serious into it and then right. just out of nowhere stopped doing it yeah meditation is great i mean i love the concept of it and i used to do it pretty frequently too and made me feel really good but the second i started taking adderall that shit did not work bro yeah like i'll be like all right i'm gonna like meditate and then like the addy kicks in and my brain is just like why are you sitting on the floor not doing anything go <laughs> do something i'm like all right I clean clean like, yeah like vacuum <laughs> oh. hey man more productive clean everything um wait so how did you exactly get into meditation was it uh, the acid trip three yeah i was laying on in the bed i was just like fucking I was like in war I was in war with like you know my thoughts and everything and I think at that moment something inside of me maybe the zen lion said just sit down and meditate and so I just sat down and closed my eyes and before I knew it just like everything just just like quiet up I was just like it's 
like I'm like I open my eyes up I'm just like oh my god like is is it over I was still high as hell but like it wasn't over but like I felt like whatever month whatever negative trip I was experiencing got immediately halted by just like sitting down and meditating so maybe it was like I just needed to just meditate so I just end up sitting down for another for a little bit and just meditating for a good like 20 30 minutes and after after i meditated man i was telling you like i was in like the best best place and everything i was in paradise i was laying in bed i was listening to music i was learning about the way oh dude it was awesome it's amazing i love that i had i had some crazy one crazy experience when i was meditating like i wasn't even under the influence of anything or nothing like that i was just like i was in my room and this like before i like structured my room into a studio my room was just cluttered with shit like i just have like a ton of stuff all over the place mm-hmm. and like as like i went in i was thinking about like how i'm surrounded by ma- like material things and shit yeah. and like i don't know after a while of like clo- with my eyes closed and you're not, you're not supposed to like technically think right. you're not supposed to like think about anything when you're meditating but i was th- i was thinking about how like I'm looking at nothing but blackness, but this is like the abyss, but the abyss doesn't look like this because in the abyss, black doesn't exist. Yeah, nothing a, exists. Joe, this is a poem. What? You should write down those words. Uh, oh, I thought you <laughs> I thought you were trying to tell me that this, like everything I was saying was like a poem that was already written. Yeah, it's a poem that's already a thing, but not written yet. What the fuck are you talking about? It's your poem. You should oh. write those words down. Oh. Okay. That was very poetic. Can oh. you say it again? I wasn't done. <laughs> sorry, can you restart again? Because I want to hear it again. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I, God, what was I, even, I was just... Uh, every, I, I don't know. I was surrounded by material things. And, like, I was... I'm looking at nothing but blackness. But this should be the abyss. But in the abyss, nothing exists. Not even blackness. No, no like color. No material. No anything. And like I just kind of sat there in like the void for a minute, and I felt like I was existing, but not at the same time or whatever. And then like I don't know what compelled me to like just kind of jump out. But like when I left the abyss and I was back in my room with all the materialistic things, it was like a different perspective. I had these things actually had more value to me again. It was like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, write that down. It was very weird. It's recorded. So if you don't write it down, I'm going to write it down and steal it. That's fine. That's definitely beautiful, man. Yeah, that's fucking yeah, thanks, awesome, I think, dude. I think if you really get deep into like the meditation, you definitely come out with something, you know, such as like looking at your materials and just being like, I appreciate it a bit more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even for like value, like valuable things. Like I wasn't even like thinking about my guitars, like my drum kit or anything like right. that. I was looking at like all the tchotchke shit on my shelves. Yeah. Like the dumb know, shit that you've like bought. Like stupid your shit. Like yeah. I do Funko that pops that like, fucking I spent $20 on for this? no reason. Or right. like, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, this is weird. I mean, I, 
No, it's I definitely see the Funko yeah. Pop, you know. I'll be like, I got like this office like Funko Pop. And then I was like, at first I was just like, all right, cool. I'm like, damn, I'm such a nerd for the office. But then like, I looked at it today, right? And I was just like, I appreciate it because I'm like a nerd or the office nerd, you know? Mm-hmm. So there it is. Nice. Sometimes the smallest thing kind of shows more about who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. the Funko Pops, man. I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean, Funko Pops are like cool because like yeah. an artist designed that in a way, but what does it do? I don't know. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it doesn't really do and anything. And it's like, and and I remember like when I first started getting into collecting like vinyl and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like a buddy of mine was like, dude, you, you you just spent, like I just bought like a record that I was like looking for for a while and they were yeah. like, bro, you just spent 160 bucks on plastic. Yeah. And I was like, nah, no, bro, because that's like. That's different. This is like I'm holding the physical embodiment of music in my hand. Like this does something. Like you know what I mean? It's like I don't know. That's but in time, just still still kind of odd. Definitely buying stuff can be a little odd. But yeah, hey man, I think the same thing, man. At first, I was spending way too much money on vinyls, but you know, you just look at the collection you have and just like these people, artists, define like what i am today you know with music mm-hmm. so i definitely i definitely agree with you if you want to look at it just piece of plastic then i guess whatever but it does something you know yeah it's kind of like you're you're like paying homage to like what makes you you exactly right. you know like that's what i do like in my room like you see my room and you see like the like couple paintings that i have on the opposite side the I close see side surf surf suit man that's awesome yeah i don't surf really a lot <laughs> but it's something that i'm wanting to do a lot this summer so or that's something next time summer you know it's weird like we about like pieces of plastic right because pieces of plastic sits on a shelf it's just like oh what a waste like what is that doing and stuff like that but one of the things that i think about is mm-hmm. like i miss and this kind of goes back to what we we're talking about like kind of like back in the day kind of retro kind of area right I miss the era of toys. Why, like, toys don't really exist anymore. Like, if you see, like, a five-year-old right now that was born in 2016, mm. do they have a toy box like we did when we were kids? They, no, like, do they have action figures? No, they got no, a they fucking got, like, a iPad. Fucking computer. And, and yeah. like, which I'm not going to be, like, one of those stupid people who's like, you know, fuck iPads and technology. Because, no, because that's sick. Mm. Because, like, this six-year-old kid yeah. could download like a sketchbook app and like draw and then like you know get really big into that but make a banger and there was something band. about like all the toys that i had all the action figures or you know weird shit that we had like i don't know just kind of i i like credit my imagination to it you know what i mean oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. it can be anything just because you have an action figure of a firefighter doesn't mean he's got to be a firefighter you know what yeah. i mean like, mm-hmm. you can paint that shit or like you know if you i don't know this i used crazy. to have like a collection of like wrestling figures nice. and like a camera yeah me too. and like my imagination dude i just i would book <clears throat> matches bro i was like filming the cameras i would just be like oh, oh be like oh, oh. you know just kind of <laughs> around yes but that's the imagination i see what you mean by like and nowadays like kids just like again there's nothing wrong with it but like you know there's Pretty- something awesome about holding something physical and just like playing around with it and doing whatever you want with it like toys I feel like there's plenty wrong with um like the whole iPad thing and all that yeah. you know Are like you yeah it's it? good but at the same time like kids shouldn't have phones and shit see yeah I, I think there's a 
there's you know a yin and yang to it because like i said you know like you know a kid could develop a talent at a really young age with it but i think the con is that it is draining um the next generation of uh social skills i think like creativity too kind of uh, no i actually no I, I think it i think it has the same amount of, i think it could provide the same amount of imagination like fuel the creative fuel in a kid i just think it's a social thing i guess but i feel like at the same time i feel like so many kids spend their time like watching tv or watching like youtube videos or watching like some just like mind-numbing bullshit but then 10 years later that kid could like from watching cartoons and shit he could become a writer or an animator well played I yield. <laughs> There's definitely good cartoons things made a things big role it, in yeah. my childhood too. I'm sorry. Like, um, I've seen parents like use their iPads to like teach their like new like not newborns but like toddlers like the alphabet or something. And there's there's definitely tools for it. But like if they're just kind of like you know someone sitting on it and just watching videos mindlessly whether you know i can of course eventually like lead to a passion but like if you're just watching videos upon videos like that's in my perspective i feel like that's time that you can be like dedicating towards other things so i mean there's a good and bad thing about it could be definitely Mm -hmm. but i think and you know that's another thing show like cartoons or shows and toys go hand in hand and i'm not talking about like a show releasing action figures of yeah. and I've been capitalizing on it. I mean, cause like what are the one things that kids are a hundred percent? They like love imitating shit. Right. Very impressionable. So like when I was a kid, my brother and I like watched freaking avatar, the last airbender and we got really hyped and you know, you go over to the toy box and just like, you just like, you know, play. Yeah, exactly. You, you can recreate a scene or something. Yeah. Or do or like make up your own story or whatever. Right. And like, that's where creativity, that's like, those moments are where artists are born kind of, or at least creative people in some way. Right. And like, I don't know, kind of dope though. Cause like if you give a kid an iPad with like a drawing program, it's like, you know, you can draw something, but like, where's your influence? Like, what are you going to do? Right. You know what I mean? Let's bring back toys. Yeah. Man. Let's bring back toys. Start smelting plastic again. Shout out. Um, why that K? Yes. Con, Con Sweetie's yes. brother. He makes toys. He does. What kind of toys does he make? Little like action figures and shit. Nice. They're really fucking cool. Yeah. This yeah. is like his own design or like Yeah, I think so. Oh dude, that's awesome. I think so. I, I could be totally just spewing bullshit right now though. So at the same time I I know that man loves fucking toys though. That's awesome. Not And I got I got the whole thing on my mind. Loves because... loves toys. <laughs> he doesn't love fucking them. <laughs> I got the whole thing on my mind because uh started collecting Warhammer figures. Shout out Jared Bassett, mm. Pink Shinobi listening to my man. Uh yeah um joe do you have anything else to ask our friend um oh actually yeah i do um with your music that you write and release currently what bands are are, or artists that like do you have in your head that you're like you know this is the type of music that i want to or similar to you know um, what I mean? Stevie Wonder uh, Tash Sultana mm. um, unknown band oh, it's not unknown but like the band is called The Walking Who they're from Australia a psychedelic folk band that's where you can see my psychedelic and folk influence from um, what was that band again? The Walking Who The Walking Who 
this dude has been working on like an album for like the longest time and like every time he gets updates i'm like excited for it because it's it's killer dude his last release was called louis side and it was a great tune or just a great album not really a tune but it was a great album so that uh what else so stevie wonder tash Tana, um the walking who i guess the beatles we'll just throw them there because you know why not and uh bear tooth they're like a metal bear core. tooth they're like Bro. A metal core whoa out of all those like, everything you just said and then like and bear tooth like that's that's a really on the opposite end of the spectrum i did oh, not dude, expect yeah. you to say bear tooth um, bear tooth is rad oh dude i, I love them um I listened to like the the newest album. It's it's okay. My personal opinion. Disgusting is the magnum opus. Oh, dude, yeah, exactly. Disgusting slaps, man. Uh, Dark as fuck. You got to be in a mood for that album, but like that shit still rocks though. What band is this? Bear Tooth. Bear Tooth. Oh my god. The first I got five rip, names. Oh, lines, and then him bro. just coughing. Oh, I love it, bro. I was like, yo. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I love it. Yeah. Um. So with that one, <laughs> that dude can scream. Oh, dude. Yeah, he's so awesome. And if you ever look at his like live shows, that man can work a crowd, bro. That man yeah. can work a crowd, dude. And so. With Beartooth, I I love the fact that he can work a crowd and just kind of get everyone just jumping on their feet and just give so much energy. I also love his, like, story. Like, the arc of him as a person is just beautiful. Yeah, dude. he's got a great story. He was he was a member of another band. Attack, Attack. I'll tell you the story Attack, right Attack. Now. Yeah, so, go ahead. Please tell. It's a yeah, great story. Was, yeah, yeah, I'm story. curious. Awesome What's story. So story of this his. man, he, he lives in Columbus, Ohio. He started out playing piano. He played, like, all the instruments. He played drums when he was, like, a baby, like, three years old or something like that. Probably a couple years older but he got into this band called attack attack which is also from columbus ohio which they made they revived the band can you believe that uh really yeah so uh he ended up playing keyboards and these guys like created a song by this uh created an album called someday came suddenly yeah and that was during that whole like sorry 2000 what era? Yeah, I think it was, it was like it was like that mid was when, like, to late two thousand. Was just like really booming. Yeah, it was like you know you had uh, kids in Alexandria. Yeah, it was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, yes, two thousand seven. Kids era. freshman year wearing black hoodies, nail polish, bangs, mm-hmm. and shit. So uh, he was in Attack Attack. The band went through so many different iterations, and uh, eventually, what ended up happening was he moved from being a keyboardist to like being the the lead like the lead screamer they Mm. still had another singer and then the singer left and he ended up this is the third album he ended up taking up all the roles and now he was like producing it as well he was writing uh he was singing writing and at this time he was getting very he was getting into his like inner demons he has like a lot of demons and everything so he started working on Beartooth which is his like little side project while he was in Attack Attack and then um, the band kind of just like you know just disbanded and he kind of kept working on his old his own music and before he knew it he just started like releasing it he kind of didn't take it seriously he just needed something to kind of escape from whatever they're doing because they were doing like electro like metalcore which it's 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 cool and yeah. i don't know if you've heard of icy stars 
No, they're they're fucking awesome. Uh-huh. They're rad. Uh, if you, New Demons is an album to listen to if you if you, uh, if you want to listen to Icy Stars, but um, it was a lot more like punk, gritty, like straight up, like it sounded on on produced, but it sounded Raw. real. Yeah, it, that's the word real. Um, and then you know he just started playing a bunch of shows. If you look at his first stuff, like. <laughs> He wasn't, I wouldn't say he wasn't that good, but he, you know, you saw him kind of struggle to like scream, but he, he still put on a show. He gave everything he could. Eventually he started working on disgusting, which is, uh, it's definitely a lot of like mental health in that album yeah. as well as like other issues that he's gone through. He talks about like, uh, parent, parental abuse. Mm-hmm. He talks about alcoholism. Uh, what was that alcoholism alcoholism and then the last song uh it's just disgusting oh man sick and disgusting now that one bro that one will make you cry man this is under that bear claw bear tooth yeah bear tooth the last that's how they close the album out bro and like when i saw this shit fades out at the end you just like don't don't drive when you're listening to this album for the first time yeah i feel like you should just like sit down Maybe smoke. Definitely yeah, down, I'm smoke, honestly listen, about close to your eyes close. Let's just listen to it, and it just it, the craziest thing about it. He's he went in and recorded it in one take, and that was it. And mm-hmm. you know he's like sobbing throughout this entire tune. Like by the end of it, you know it's just like he left everything right there, and um, it's beautiful. And then he ended up doing the same thing on his like album after Aggressive, where it was called King of Anything. Mm-hmm. So. But it was uh, it was the same vibe where he was kind of just like letting everything out, but it doesn't hit as as I much like as dis- sick and disgusting does. Yeah. Sick and disgusting. Uh, I think the album's the album's just called disgusting, but yeah. Uh, but you do bear tooth. So it's funny. So you, you you love bear tooth. I love bear tooth. You also mentioned a day to remember. Yes. Earlier, do you dabble in that area? That like genre kind oh, of a bit um, more. I definitely want to post hardcore type. I stuff. definitely want to get something like heavy out there. Mm. Um, maybe in the next album, oh, I'll nice. definitely say, I will say that the next record that I'm working on, uh, I'll give you. I won't give you guys a preview. I was gonna give you guys a preview, but it's like so much like I'm, I'm doing right now for it. But uh, I'll if it's cool with you, I'll talk to you guys about it. Yeah, well. yeah. So it's three songs. I'm currently working on the title for it, and the title that I'm going with is called Negative Space, and then, like, what is it called? Parentheses. Parentheses. (laughs) That was amazing. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Parentheses, headspace, oh, head. So it's negative music, parentheses, head. Um, And then I just, I'm still working on the the album cover and what's going to look like. But basically, the first song is called Worried Head. The next one's called Rise Up. And the last one's called Baby Pictures. And there is definitely, I guess, some Beartooth influence in it. Because there's a lot of talk about, like, um, mental health. And there's a lot of talk. And there's just that last song, dude. I'm telling you, it's Mm. like... I want to say it's like Sick and Disgusting. But it's my interpretation to Sick and Disgusting. Because it's one take very i did it very minimal and it's just as real as i can possibly be with my lyrics you know rad dude Mm -hmm. i'm I'm excited for that that. yeah Yeah. so that one 
that record. You said you're trying to get that out as soon as possible too, right? You said. Yeah, dude. Honestly, if chill or the beach took such a long time to t- to get out, dude. Like it took about three years to release. And that's just because I would always just kind of mess around and fiddle around and just take things out, put it in, sit on it, don't do anything, take it out. You know, just I would go through a cycle where I wasn't doing anything. And mm-hmm. every time I felt like I was getting closer to like a release, I'd be like, oh, my God, I can do this instead. Right. Now, granted, I feel like I released some killer tunes. I wouldn't say killer tunes. I would release music that like I'm happy with and I'm proud to like be like, all right, this is me coming into like my into the music world. Like, this is what I can do. But I'm not gonna. I don't want it to take three years. Right. Yeah. 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 I that's feel such that. a long time for three songs as well. Like, imagine like the next record coming out in three years. It's like at that point, it's just irrelevant. You exactly. Know? So this, the whole idea here now is just like I'm gonna just kind of like not put too much thought into them. Put thought into them, but not enough to the point where it's just like I'm saying, oh, this is. I need to edit this. You know. And it's, I'm gonna be honest, this album is almost complete. There's still, I have to go back and do some bass tweaking and some vocal tweaking, but for the most part, everything is like ready to go. Like, yum. Yeah, nice, exactly. Bro. So maybe summer. I don't know. I just love Hell the yeah. beach. You know, I love the summer vibe. So, you gonna eat that up. Exactly. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. I can't wait to uh, share it. It's definitely experimental. So I, it's gonna be weird because you hear Maybe. like the beach and it's like uh i don't know how would you guys ex- 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 um very psychedelic to me okay very yeah chill kind of chiller vibes and stuff and like um a little groovy yeah definitely like and then the, the next project lyrically just... wise like yeah. that folky kind of singer songwriter right. vibe almost like from right. the lyrics because yeah. Like you said, you're a very introspective person, yeah. so very like psychedelic and mm-hmm. in that kind of aspect. So with this one, um, the first tune is funky, kind of. It is funky, especially oh, nice. like oh, with a chorus, it's fun. Um, the second one is called "Rise Up." That's actually um, that was a song that was supposed to be in the beach, but it didn't make it just because. Uh, I came up with a new part. Okay. So I ended up pulling out from that. I was debating on doing like a deluxe where I put it, mm. that one in there, but I feel like then I would have to come up with another song. Yeah. And right. I mean, I have other songs that I'm working on, but I, that I'm already thinking about like the, the third. So I'm not sure if that's going to be an album or if it's going to be like another EP. Right. So I think it, and plus it works really well with the aesthetic of like um, the mental health because that one also talks about mental health just as well as the second one and the third one. So I feel like it sounds like it fits in the first record, but lyrically it fits in the second record perfectly. And then the last one, of course, is just this like um, very sad, very depressing, very scary um, track. And actually I grabbed um, influences from Beartooth and this other track or this other album it's called uh caretaker everywhere at the end of time did we talk about this we did talk, we about, did talk this. about this yes yeah. so caretaker everywhere at the end of time is this project that started in 2016 or like i'm i'm not sure i actually haven't 
like listened to the entire thing. I, I think I've either. listened to like the first three parts. It's uh, yeah, first three parts. It's I very, to it. very overwhelming. It's so hard to listen to, bro. Mm. So the whole idea there is just like um, Kirby. His name is Kirby, but his like uh, stage name is Caretaker. He takes the idea of like dementia and puts it in sound so like you experience what it would feel like to have dementia in oh, sound good lord it's so fucking it, terrifying it's so terrifying dude it's i got all the way up to like i was obsessed with it dude mm-hmm. i was obsessed with it because it's so different and it's so weird and it's so like like um there's something inside of me that resonated with it and i was like i'm gonna listen to it but once i got to stage three I couldn't like it's it's too much stage four is just like it's unlistenable <laughs> my god because are there any lyrics is there any is no, it just it's, noise like, it's actually so it's it's sampled from old like music so like music from like the early 20s 30s oh like uh what do they call those uh like pretty much the the precursors to record players like stereo stereographs or some old people like or something yeah, whatever yeah. some boomer shit <laughs> <laughs> that's way before the boomers but yeah sure but um it was just these old tracks from these like old people and and uh <laughs> old boomers from old people fucking boomers right? um, he just sampled them and i guess he chose the setting of like the 1920s as his like all right, you're you're this old. Your music was the 1920s, and you're gonna listen to it deteriorate within this six hour span. Six hours? It's a six hour album. It's a Holy six, six and a half shit. hours! That's the well, longest album I've ever heard of in my life. It's six parts, right? Six parts, yeah. So yeah, so each one. each part is kind of like an album in itself, yeah. I think, and then yeah. like together, it's like a deluxe kind of like all exactly big picture that's wombo shit dude Mm -hmm. so yeah it's broken up to six pieces each stage just takes you further and further into um dementia and um what can i say about it it start you know it starts off you hear just crackles in like the vinyl very Mm -hmm. it's not that bad but once you get into stage three the delay the reverb the the crackles increase it just it sounds like okay like i'm a little bit lost and i'm a little bit confused of what's going on so i pulled inspiration from that album by adding those type of effects so the whole idea of baby pictures is just kind of like an homage to like um, the caretakers everywhere at the end of time. Now you're this person experiencing, uh, looking at these baby pictures and just being like, well, shit, I didn't do shit. <laughs> you know, I'm about to die. I didn't do shit. And as, as the song progresses, you just hear the crackling of life. Like, you know, the crackles signify like death approaching and the reverb signifies like you fading, you know, more and more to death before baby pictures just, ends that's fascinating yeah so that one is gonna be that one's the one that i'm I'm doing the music video for yeah i was gonna say honestly that idea that i had for the 
music video for the whole thing for yeah. the first one you might be able to just do that in the second exactly, one and like yeah. turn it so like have it turn pretty fucking dark then it, it's definitely dark yeah I, I will say but i'm excited that's the uh that's the homage to Beartooth, and that's the homage to like uh the caretaker um very creative two places to, to like yeah to choose to pull pull from man that's right definitely gonna be very very unique it, yeah dude honestly I, i'm gonna be honest i don't think it's it's definitely gonna be like if you look at the discography you know thinking about the future maybe like five or ten years from now the discography is just gonna be this one album record that's just like weird it's just different and i love the fact that it's like that because mm -hmm. you, i want to i want there to be an arc i want there to be like um i'm not just making like like indie tunes or like pop tunes or like rock tunes like you'll see something that's like really weird and different and just like experimental damn well that's some that's yeah, dope shit dude i'm so stoked to hear that definitely yeah. um listen light it up close your eyes and listen to that last tune man because oh yeah that one is like fucking i showed it i've gotten sad depressing and scary so there you go there i mean shit that's what you're going for exactly. right that's what i'm going for um yeah so keep your eyes open for that one last thing that i wanted to ask you yeah, about up? was that artwork on your arm there yes oh yeah i was looking at you the are whole a time. dedicated really, really musician cool. my friend yes this is a treble clef mm -hmm. um there's a little heartbeat at the end to kind of just i thought it was like an audio readout from like a or, no, yeah you can do that yeah. audio readout it's whatever you want it to the be is audio readout but um and it goes into a staff and mm -hmm. it goes into a staff and there's actually notes on on the staff yeah where, so that is like the first melody i ever wrote <sighs> That's ah. I thought about doing something like that, but you did it way cooler because <laughs> you shaved it in the travel club. That's really sick. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's bases, really fucking you know, cool. There you go. Throw a little yeah. bass line on there. I think we. I. I'm not. I won't do it again. But I talked about my tattoo idea last episode, so. I mean, I'll tell you after that. Oh, yeah, I mean, just fine. tell them because yeah, refresh me even because I forget. I got the. I'm gonna get a the headstock of a bass on my oh, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. And it's gonna go down to the neck. But the neck is gonna like fade away, but the strings are gonna stay, and the strings are gonna like get distorted and warp into like this right. weird like void, I guess. And they're gonna like wrap around my arms and go in and out through all the other <laughs> tattoos that I'm gonna that get. That is awesome. And then they're eventually gonna reform down up uh, like by my wrist, and on the top of my hand is gonna be like the bridge where they sit, and then they're gonna come back and lock it. That is around. awesome, dude. Uh, that's gonna take a long time Fuck to do. Yeah, that's gonna look awesome when that's it's fucking done, sick. That is fucking gnarly. All right, so we're at about two hours at this point. All right. Um, Big facts, man. Do Joe, we, Joe, anything else? I just I think to I've thank hit, Serge very much for yeah, coming on. Of course, dude. Really, thank you. Thank you. It was very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, Pierce the, at Pierce the Beach on Instagram. At Pierce the Beach, yep. P-I-E-R-C-E. Not, not Do you have else. trouble spelling right. for a second? P-I-E-R-C, -E the beach. What did I say? Did I not say that? Yeah, oh, okay, 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 okay. You said perfect, it right. Perfect. Here's <laughs> yeah. the, the beach. Like you're struggling. Um, listen to the album, The Beach, or EP, I, I guess, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the EP. Um, oh, so you talked about another EP. Any album in the... in the Not yet. In the force? No? Not yet. Not yet. There's That's fair. It'll come around wild. the mountain. I, I got something in mind, but... Mm -hmm. No, I'm yeah. sure it'll be fucking we'll wild. Get there when we get there. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Not, no, Hell yeah. no spoilers yet. Yeah. But yeah. Man, you got, there's no reason for you guys to not listen to this EP. It's five songs, 14 minutes, nothing. Just go listen to it. Yeah. yeah. It is gold. Thank you guys for having me. This of was course. like awesome, guys. Yeah. Thank you. And you're welcome, Definitely, on, you're yeah. welcome back on again anytime. Oh, yeah, Definitely dude. come back to talk about the new project when it's Definitely. coming out. When the new project comes out, we'll, hopefully it's a lot warmer. We can go out and everything. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe shoot a little thing i don't know video thing or yeah, something. yeah exactly. at the beach maybe i think oh, yeah, dude. Cool. i mean we got the beach right there you know I just say you guys like oh that's awesome dude awesome. Like, i gotta drive like an hour i mean i love the drive to the beach but having it like right there it's awesome now i'll go because like i i mean i used to live like 10 15 minutes from the beach yeah and like i would never go because uh-huh. it's just like not right there <laughs> yeah but now it's right there so it's like fuck right well there. i guess i gotta go to the beach every day nice walk man it's yeah like right there perfect and i got the bay pierce the bay pierce the bay, <laughs> bay. the next record pierce nice. bay pierce. <laughs> <laughs> on that on, on that, that note <laughs> thank you thank you have a good night everybody get home safe what <laughs> text your mom that you love her